right, all right, all right. Today we are talking about, uh, well, we're talking about racism. Uh, we're not talking about racism in the way in which you're used to racism being talked about. We're talking about some deep undercover supporters of racism who present themselves to be advocates for those who are the victims of racism. And some of their deep deceit, some of their trickery, and we're just going to snatch the carpet out from underneath them, snatch the rug out from underneath them today, my special guest, Dante McClendon, uh, very uh, important member of our community. Appreciate that, Steve. A, uh, Thank you, sir. powerful investor and a powerful person all around, but really innovative mind. Definitely grateful to have him on the show. So we're, he's, he, he made a statement. And he said something extremely profound, and I had to I had to pre- press time out or press pause on him and make him rewind and say it again. And it's it's uh, struck and sparked a, a pretty good conversation. What was that quote again? You remember? Man, we're just talking about uh, about race and some of the just the oppressive thought processes processes. Um, just particular demographics and um, ethnicities. Um, Let me tell you what you said. I actually wrote it down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Come on. There, well, here, here it is. I'll let you read it. It says, elevate, so basically, they elevate. They elevate those that exploit them and demonize those that could help them. Yeah, and Dante was talking about basically the hood, right? He says, the hood are, are you know, that is a. A people group and of our concern, you know, like um, me and Dante both have spent a lot of time in lower income areas. We still do. I grew up. I grew up lower income, man. Yeah. You know, I I grew up in in uh, homeless shelters and fought in 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 and uh, in, in cr- drug abuse environments and all of that growing up. And yeah. um, and Dante, you're they, obviously this is a podcast, so they can't see you. Dante is right? half black. Right, half white. Half so. white, half white. And so I I have an African-American son. So we're not totally, you know, two people speaking on something we aren't familiar with, at least to some extent, right? And so um, we experienced racism. Me uh, being in a interracial marriage mm-hmm. have definitely experienced um, being the only white kid in the hood sure. or in churches right. almost 99% of the time. You know, I've experienced racism and different sides, different ways and, sure. and um, whatnot. And so it's something that I hate. I just uh, um, totally hate, totally bothers me. But what bothers me almost even more is those who try to cata- uh, capitalize on racism for sure. their own political agendas or even find a mo- in a monetary to try right. to, you know, capitalize in a monetary way. And so Dante said this quote and it just struck, it really struck a chord with me saying, you know, the hood makes the mistake of elevating those who exploit them and uh, demonizing those who actually want to help them. And it's not always the case, but it happens very often. And then, and he, uh, that reminded me of uh, some thoughts that the Lord had gave me uh, on this particular topic on those who are, you know, in my opinion, what we call race baiters or those who uh, stand to benefit from, you know, racism, but don't stand 
against it in such a way that would actually cause them to have to be active in regards to being a part of this real solutions, right? Right. Because there really are real solutions and real uh, actions that can be taken rather than just marching, rather than just protesting or right. complaining, right? Like there's things that can be done. And so um, well, the thoughts that I had on it before we like talk about some of those potential solutions and we'll be brief, but the, some of the thoughts I had in my phone were if a, if a particular person or a political party really desired to contribute to ending or reducing prejudice or and or racism, they would pull the plug on rather than co-sign and endorse celebrities and influencers who confirm those stere- negative stereotypes that racists have uh, or prejudiced people have against black people and minorities. When the opposite is done, one, like myself, I can't help but believe that that particular party or person somehow benefits from race baiting because Mm -hmm. it's like there's people all the time you see on you know cnn msnbc different news stations different political parties uh different platforms that are complaining that are upset about racism that are campaigning against it but then they they turn around and they campaign alongside the very people who are confirming those same negative stereotypes that make racists think that they have a leg to stand on. Right, right, like right. when you when you endorse a Jay-Z or when you endorse when you say you're against racism but then you turn around and endorse someone who promotes prison uh prison practices then don't tell me you're against racism. Right. You and know? It, it, it's really hypocrisy, right? Because and I and I grew up in a lot of it within that culture and racism is an ideology, right? It's a belief system, and mm-hmm. one of the things that led to, you know, the apartheid, the, the the civil rights movement, was the idea that became accepted that we are all equal, right? We're all um, we're all made in the image of God. You know, that I have a dream that one day, right? That this concept that that became wildly wildly accepted over time. That man. Like we're all equal, and so the notion that, or or the the practice that has been put into a place in today's culture is that uh, racism has been weaponized to demonize people, to um, basically cut down their political ideology, their opinion, um, and it is not to stand for truth, right? Because, and this is what Stephen, what I'm hearing you say is. You know, if it were, then you would actually be championing for actually creative ways to implement um, actual change, not just perpetuating a cycle for the sake of, you know, using it for your your, your own interest. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I think that things can be done, right? What, What are some of those things that can be done to put a dent in, maybe we don't end racism. Maybe racism doesn't end until Christ comes. Uh, hopefully that's not the case, but it very well could be. But there are things we can do to put a, you know, put a dent in it, you know, and, and change um, our communities, if not the world, you know, it maybe not everybody, but some people. And, and even to put a dent in the um, 
the structural or systematic racism. Systemic racism. System, yeah. yeah. So, like, for example, like prison reform, I think is a huge uh, step in the progress, uh, like a, a huge part of the, like, that's a huge win. That's a huge victory. And, and I think a lot of people, everyone is affected by if we could get a legit prison reform, which it seems like it's it's been passed or it's wor- it's at least in the works. Um, you see a lot of people who are looking for solutions and, and who are campaigning against that. Those are people that are real action takers, but they're being demonized. Right. And, and it's because we're living in such a polarizing culture that there there are core things that are so innate to us as you, the deepest parts of us like our humanity and and racism cuts so deep in that way that that is the perfect storm to perpetuate division between two different political ideologies right so the left and the right you know the, this um and, and so it it kind of keeps this barrier between us attacking the things that we actually agree upon because we're so divided about the things yeah. we don't we can't really talk about right mm-hmm. so i i can even i could have a conversation and say do you believe that a person should be wrongly in prison well no but we should we could also in the same breath have a conversation about racism and i don't have the capacity to to discipline myself to separate those things and be able to agree with someone on one point that I actually agree with them and, and disagree with them in another, in another place. And so it keeps this, you know, uh, this divide and that, and again, that divide is perpetuated by those that stand to benefit from the division, right? These types of, you know, media conglomerates that benefit from control of, dysfunction and, and all of that and so. you said it I mean, you said it i think the media is to blame because the media is not concerned about presenting unbiased news anymore right. it isn't it's unbiased. a business it's a it's like many other things in america this is one of our Ill, ills in our country that we compromise for the money and and the news is supposed to be something that people can watch to get an unbiased a presentation of things that are happening but instead, we've got different news sources that are totally biased to their right. their party. And so they will, you know, you, you can have one story and you see it on Fox. You see the same story on Fox, same story on CNN. Sure. It's two completely different uh, presentations of that story. Somebody's got to be lying. Somebody's got to be wrong. But what we realize is they're just biased, you know, and let's just be honest. When your party is wrong, your party's wrong. Even sides. if it's your party on both sides. When your party's right, sides. hey, you got something right. Good right, deal. Right. But let's. But when we when when we divide like that, then we don't see re, uh, real. It prevents real progress. Well, and we're talking about race, Stephen, and, and 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 it's it's so true. Like I grew up, like I, you know, I'm half white. I'm as much white as I am black, mm-hmm. and I've had more racism. Uh, and and bullying within the black community um, mm. toward myself because of because I'm articulate because I'm educated um, because I carry myself in a certain way and I make so much money and they call me white boy 
So what if the tables were turned, right? Um, they would be up in arms about how immoral I would be. And so the, the hypocrisy is, is, is undeniable. So, I mean, and we're talking yeah. about, and, and my question would be, um, we're talking about how they, they don't present, they don't present solutions. So what talking to you right now, right? Because I believe these are the type of conversations that, you know, we become the change by getting that message out there um, about things that we can do to actually interject change. Yeah. So I would say, you know, like some, one of the one of, number one, this has always been my probably top thing that can be done to put a major dent in racism. Right. And poverty and a lot of different things. But we talk about, listen, you've got uh, music that is being glorified by them and being shoved down the throat of minorities, uh, particularly hip hop, uh, which I love. Grew up on hip hop, you know, gangster rap. I loved it. But it, it is uh it is uh, extremely destructive to the community, uh, any community, but primarily the black community. And therefore, you know, like we have to say, OK, these practices, these habits that are being promoted by these artists that are being celebrated and glorified are the exact things that are causing um, the amount of young black men, minorities and white young white men too as well going to prison at an extreme rate that's we are glorifying the very practices and habits through the music and even through movies like where we i think should um people who are concerned about racism people are concerned about the black community and minorities should oppose should boycott any artist who says they're from the hood or that they care about the hood but continues to promote a lifestyle that would uh, get your put your children by doing the things that they're glorifying right. and promoting right. in their music will put your children in prison right. and take your not even your children in prison, but put your husband in prison and take that father out of that household, which almost guarantees poverty for that family. And many other terrible things. You, you know, it, it, it's a phrase that I've heard before, but it's so true. New text message have, from God's gift. We have so many people um, that, especially in the urban community, right, this message, right, through entertainment, like, what we really need is instead of these people pushing dope, they need to push hope, Yeah. right? This message that, and, and the challenge, the thing is that this, this, the message is accepted in, in a way that um, is palatable because it's, we're just, I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I'm just telling it how it is instead of saying, listen, reality is this way, but what what do you want your reality to become, right? Yeah, and if you're somebody who says, this is all I know, this is how I was raised, right. and this is just reality of the hood, okay, you don't need to be a um, someone on a platform then, you know? You need to be somebody at the backyard at a barbecue at best talking to people but you don't need a microphone you don't need a platform you don't need to be somebody that we uh clap for 
you need to be somebody who's ashamed of themselves because you haven't figured out a solution and you think you want to tell us what to do. And you say, oh, it's just music. No, it's not. For anyone who is educated on music, the history of music, it knows it is extremely influential, you know? Sure. And so, like, why do we allow these people a platform? Why do we glorify these people and celebrate these people? The media continues, and it's, and it's like, if we really get deep and look into it, like, it, it's there's a good argument for the fact that a lot of these record labels um, supposedly are in partnership with prison. And this is a a pipeline to prison. Like, and we just continue to step back and say, well, Oh, it's just music. It's harmless. And it's not that big a deal. It's just a song that got a nice beat and the radio plays it. I'm going to listen to it. No, that's, and that's, and that's literally how they get you. Oh, it's harmless. Not that big a deal. I mean, what what better um, advertisement um, to use than those that, um, you know, it's the endorsement, right? That the, we're going to associate value in this product with translated value from this area, right? So people have given their influence, they're followers of this person, they they live their message out. And yeah. so, and, and, and so those people are being utilized. Um, those influencers are being paid as mm-hmm. endorsements to perpetuate a message that benefits the, the, and lines the pockets of those um, that are, you know, the powers that be, if you would. Right. And so mm-hmm. we have to stand against that message and speak truth you know, the only way to uh, to promote uh, or to, 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 to cut down hate is to promote love, right? Yeah, yeah. The and truth. Yeah, so I've, we're, we're not just complaining about this without campaigning against it and actually taking action. So what I've done, since this has affected me in such a manner and it, it's so, hit clo- so close to home, considering uh, I've been in jail, I contribute the habits that I had towards me being influenced as a fatherless child by hip-hop music. I was completely um, captivated by the music, by the lyrics, by the confidence, the charisma, even the anger that these artists had. Um, And I did everything they said. I ended up in jail. I ended up with charges. I ended up making decisions and created habits that have affected me to this day. And yet I have, you know, by the grace of God, survived it. Um, then I woke up to the realization of the the deceit and decided that I'm going to, as much as I still at times want to listen to those songs, I will not allow myself to do so. I have sacrificed that music and I have not only done that, but I create music that is hip hop music that is offering a message of hope, still, uh, communicating the reality of the ills that are in our world however offering the solution and not glorifying that lifestyle if anything um given a realistic description of the results that you're going to get from making those decisions and here is a better decision that you can make and offering that to the youth the young the old that are that love hip-hop you know and trying to provide quality music and so you can check out some of that music at southsidesongs.com matter of fact i think we may even try to find a way to link a song or two on this podcast we're going to wrap it up because i know dante's got to go and i've got a few things i need to do i appreciate you joining us on today on the show 
Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate it, man. No problem. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to um, leave us some feedback. Tell some people about us. If you agree, if you disagree, that's fine. We still love you. Um, we appreciate your time. God bless.